0: We be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. And I'll never vote, cause I'm fucking broke. And either way, I know the police ain't gon' leave me alone. On a plane by the visit, Glenn Rock, me crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me. So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? we we'll let us see it, dude's rockin'. Ain't no politics, baby. We just talking. From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on a whip. Who you
1: with? Alright, guys. Um well, we have a special guest today and uh somebody who's I I think right now, Cy and I were talking, we're like, what well, this he has the best YouTube channel, I I think right now. Um, it feels super like it feels super shadow banned. And you told us off cam that actually you, you pretty much had your channel nuked uh, a while back. And I want to get into that. But we have Sean Stone uh, here. He's you know actor, filmmaker. Uh, I consider you to be a journalist. Uh, I mean, w- was that fair to say say as well?
2: Uh, you know, I never considered myself a journalist. I've hosted I've hosted news programs. Yeah. But, you know, I have respect for real journalists like investigative <laughs> journalists and this point, though, considering how bad journalism has become, I guess I guess I could take that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, real journalism is an insult
1: it. at some point for yeah. the bad
0: ones, but the good ones are the best, you know. Yeah, and you're, yeah, yeah,
1: it's like an it's almost like an endangered species animal now. Like mm-hmm. it was just like if yeah. you see like a journalist that actually doesn't make your skin crawl. I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> it's it's kind of nice. um But you know, I, I I was just getting done watching your uh, 2018 documentary uh, as a century of war. Um, which uh is, is very is very good. I do notice it's before 2020 that it came out, which I which I it's funny. You see these people hopping in there, it's Tom Hartman, there's guys in there now, which I have a feeling, and I, I'm not asking you to comment on him specifically, uh-huh. I have a feeling post 2020. of those people might not have agreed to come speak with you about uh, what's going wrong in america or might have thought you are what's going on with wrong with Mm -hmm. america um so i'd love to hear your thoughts on that like in retrospective on that documentary
2: for for sure yeah i mean i was actually just looking at tom hartman's post right now yes trump trump uh allegedly Gave intelligence, secret intelligence to the Russians that <laughs> Hamas used to attack Israel six years later.
1: <laughs> You're sitting here,
2: what? Yeah.
1: Why does it all perfectly align for them? It's like they're like they can't just be like, wow, whatever my side is, it, it, it it's it's crazy that this is happening. Uh, but it's like, no, how can I fit Trump? And it's like a comedian putting oh. together like a segment. Like I got my my hook, my punchline, and it's like it shouldn't all yeah. line up like that all the time it's, yeah it, it,
2: tr- exactly we can't blame trump in some way it's not news i mean these guys literally just talk about him every day it's like it's so fascinating to me uh, their fascination with it it How is fascinating president oh it's because he's a trump agent you know and it's like wow man, maybe and like, meanwhile trump yeah. like
1: vo- vocally would always say i love israel like he would just straight up say like he would just shout it like he would just shout it he would tweet it in all caps like he would, it would just like i yeah. love israel like that was yeah. i mean it's kind of the it's kind of the job of the president to say that in America. I mean, they make it very much a <laughs> duty. But since you brought it up, I mean, pretty crazy week right now. I we've we've booked this with you for a while. I didn't. Is that war ever going to end? I don't think so. But like it's really escalated. It's uh, especially just like Netanyahu's comments that uh, he basically said uh, game on essentially. And it's going to get extremely bloody. And I'd, I'd like to hear your thoughts. I think you're the perfect nuanced person to, to comment on that.
2: Well, I mean, my thoughts are first of all, you know, I love how these things always play out. As far as you have to look at the bigger picture, right? So I remember when the Ukraine yeah. uh, war escalated, it was right at the point that their COVID game was coming to an end, and it was like all of a sudden, you know, the vaccines, people were waking up. They're like, I don't think one another one. The mask mandates, uh, we got to take those down finally. COVID, your your money, your emergency money for COVID is coming to an end. Russia just invaded Ukraine. Yay! Change your change your banner from a from a vaccine to the Ukraine flag, and now we stand with Ukraine. And now we're going to send hundred billion dollars to Ukraine, and we're going to keep pumping out money for that war machine. Now, so it's like there's a, something really interesting going on in this what people have been calling like a controlled demolition, essentially of the United yeah. States, and that's like bilking basically the United States, you know, as far as our our debt for trillions of dollars these last few years. And it's like it's the war on COVID, then it's the war on Ukraine. Ukraine's winding down. All of a sudden, you can't get the money you want for Ukraine. Oh, here comes, you know, war w- between Israel and 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 Palestine. And it's like, you know, it's it really does feel like the perpetual war machine just looking for a new thing. And I think they're going to then escalate it to, you know, people are talking about this, bring terror attacks to the, to the United States. Um, very much, you know, a concern. Obviously, we see the amount of arms that have already been sent abroad and of course they didn't just go to ukraine they went all over the world right and honestly, you left behind in afghanistan all this stuff is strategic people got to get past this like you know left versus right and start to look globally at the nature of the conspiracy that you know it's like there's a there's there's a you know you the human being are the enemy of you know of the elite and it's i love what even elon musk put you know posted on his twitter the other day and it's like it's basically a war between those that are pro humanity and those are extinctionists essentially, or like uh, it's a spiritual no. war.
0: It's like what you talk about on your channel all the time. It's a spiritual yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. And if you don't acknowledge that deeper level, you're never going to really get it. Right. You, know, you can't and, see it.
2: You're a materialist. You can't see it.
1: There we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and it, it is kind of <laughs> crazy because I, when I think about the, I don't very geopolitically illiterate. I think I speak for Sai this, same, in the same yeah. way where we're kind of just like, look, I, I know kind of what's going on, but there's a lot. I, I rely, we rely on a lot of outside sources for that kind of stuff because it kind of feels super detached. It's so far away. It's so um, it's, especially after post 2020, everybody's just sitting in their, in in their house for a long time. And then all of a sudden you're just seeing like how gross outside looks because Over here, there's (laughs) bombs exploding actually outside. You know, there's there's riots outside. Even if you live in Minnesota, there's riots outside and and all that stuff. But it kind of like it feels like a demoralization tactic where it's just like, hey, man, just stay where you are. And let us just take your money and send it over there because they need it. Don't worry about your infrastructure. Don't worry about anything. Else. These people need it. It's like yeah. a privilege. It's like it's like your own TV telling you how privileged you are when you're kind of like, well, I got to make rent this month. Yeah,
2: <laughs> right. You know, that's exactly the cycle, spiritual war, and it's it's interesting because in 2008, I remember when that collapse was starting to, to occur yeah. as far as the financial system, right? And essentially, the Wall Street should have been cooked, right? We got bailed out to trillions of dollars and. Um, yeah. essentially like that whole system should have been disintegrated at that point because it was like, it's crooked. It's fraudulent. I mean, we, we understand this. Like anyone who understands the basis on un- basics of banking, they're like, listen, banks don't lend you money. They create it off of your, off of your strict signature. You make an application, you make a, you sign a promissory note. That's where they create the money from. It's from you. You are the you are the collateral. You, you know, your creativity, you're the asset. We're gonna get
1: you right back to the episode, but I just wanted to let you guys know of a few other things we offer at Rare Candy Industries. We have a substack with free and paid subscription options. Free subscribers get access to all written content. That includes Bob's red pill. That's the best thing going on the internet right now. Trust me. Paid subscribers get full access to our premium episode feed. And that's just every episode we don't necessarily want to share with the general public, if you know what I'm saying. Again, that's rarecandy.substack.com. We also have merch. That link's a little long for me to say right now, but go to the description, go to our merch store, and find a shirt that's right for you. We have Rare Candy shirts, Dr. Bronner soap label shirts, Rishi mushroom shirts, all types of stuff there. Check it out. There's got to be something for you. And lastly, check us out on social media. On Instagram, we're Rare Candy Pod, but on Twitter, we're at Rare Candy Pod 1. All right, enough of that. Let's get you back into the episode.
2: And so they're out here like creating money, but what do they make you do? They make you slave away for it, right? So it's like, I create money, but guess what? You have to pay me back in dollars plus interest. Meanwhile, they're taking your notes. And what do they do? Remember, asset-backed securities, uh, mortgage-backed securities, all stuff. They're taking your promissory notes. They're trading that six ways to Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> gambling really, with it and they're leveraging it. Yeah, you know? it's crazy. And, yeah, Wait a minute. If this is real capitalism, you should be getting interest on that too. You should be collecting interest. not not the other way around where they're just collecting all the profit so this whole system is so fraudulent and i was like look 2008 i was like this is going to be the chickens coming home to roost for america i feel this is what's coming now is that they basically have done this you know you study cia's black operations and how we basically since the beginning of the creation of cia you know during the cold war it was like what do we do we destabilize governments rigged elections Did psychological operations, manipulation of the population, right, dissemination of broadcast and media, uh, to you know, to 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 plant stories and you name it, assassinations, you know, all this stuff, Uh, mind control, all this stuff. It was like a lot of it was, some of it was done here, but mostly it was directed abroad. Mm I'm like, post 2008, that's that's coming home, and that's what I feel has been that basically the game has been on, you know, from that point basically, from like you could say through the Obama administration and everything you know that, that we've seen the blm rising uh this whole notion of you know privilege and like you know the, the america's a racist country and all this stuff it's like yeah yeah we're a flawed country every country in the world is built on blood <laughs> you Looking know right. blood. look every 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 peoples have blood on their hand okay you know you go to africa you're not, you know you're going to see blood in people's hands so don't you know don't don't kid yourself that it's like it's a white thing and white people are actually the, minority in the planet that's what we also forget (laughs) you know you look around the planet you're like white people are the minority you know you think you know just because maybe we're a slight majority in america you know or canada and stuff it's like or england it's like western europe is a small population compared to the rest of the world so they've psychologically been attacking the 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 republic the tradition of the republic in america the tradition of like you know what capitalism was meant to do as far as empowering us and they've made us essentially hate ourselves and you know cannibalize ourselves meanwhile you know, the elites that run the financial systems that run the educational systems, you know, a lot of them are, you know, whatever they're white or, you know, they're, they, right. but they're, but they're, but they're the ones you know, perpetuating these mythologies because that's how, but that's how the elite see it. They, they see, they see us as deplorable as Hillary put it, right? It's like, Oh, you're deplorable. Yeah. So you guys are idiots. You don't know, you don't know what you're, you, what you need. Of course the average human knows what he or she needs. Yeah. And that's what they don't want. They want to manage you. They want to be the managers of your reality.
1: Yeah. It, it, and that's, it's funny that you brought that up too. Like the idea I I grew up in, I'm, I'm born in 1990, grew up in California, Bay Area, super diverse area. Never thought about race until I learned about it in school. Never thought about it. Had friends of all different uh, races, creeds, colors, you know, religions and all that stuff. You, you know, you made your jokes, you found out what you could say, what you couldn't say. It was, it was, it was pretty like, it was kind of an ecosystem that corrected itself. And then like, all of a sudden, I think we're you, you, that's where you're supposed to get spiritually. I think whenever you go on any kind of spiritual journey, you're supposed to realize, you know, the, the power that we have to kind of correct our own e- ecosystem, whether that's us or the, the, the community around us. But we're supposed to view everything so globally now um, that I, I that's like a really underrated part of the psychological warfare where it's just like it has me thinking about race again. I'm 33 years old and now I'm thinking about race. Like I, like just all this stuff, I'm taught to be thought about it all the time. Any streaming service I go on, it's going to be this director made this, therefore this, and you must like this. And if you don't just keep it to yourself, you know? And, and it's, it's, that is the, one of the biggest parts of the psychological warfare, which it's just tiring, man. Well, we kind of glossed over
0: the, the, there used to be kind of this ethos of, I think we skipped over it really quickly, culturally, where, you know, like, there is that so when you are when you have a materialist kind of global society, and you try to include the race thing too, you're gonna create a racist society. Whereas if you see yeah. everyone has souls and is humans, and as we're all essentially of the same kind of vibe and same family, yeah, we have our distance differences. Yeah, we have you know our issues and everything like that. We're working through them, whatever. But we we skipped over that completely. We went straight for the materialist thing, and that's where it all becomes so fake and. Uh, very, very childish and very binary and weird. And I, th- I think most people with a couple brain cells to rub together are just like, this is dumb, doesn't make sense, or they're just scared to speak out against it and they don't lose their job or whatever. The latter, it's the latter you know, like, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And like what, like what Jack on Perfume Nationalist always jokes about, like we solved race uh, racism in like 2006 you know and then we made it worse kind of thing you know i I love that even before
1: that it's just like it's like everybody knows (laughs) you see racism in real life like if you see somebody being like outwardly racist it's really weird you're like oh man what's going Mm -hmm. on but like then what you're told is like racist on tv you're just like i don't know about that yeah or like like like, i don't that's not what that guy said or something like that and they're like hey man like where do you work you know like do we, do we want to send this to your job you know you want to do like just i don't know it's it, I, it's
2: it's, it's come too it's hypersensitive problem. you know and that's the yeah. problem is when you create um a society essentially of big brother but where we actually are the big brother monitoring ourselves and monitoring each other right it's like this uh there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a there's a self over self-consciousness that has come with this whole you know selfie generation and that's, yeah. that's, you know, that's been an interesting thing, I think, to, to observe. I mean, you guys are a little bit younger than me, I guess. But, you know, I was born before Nintendo, before the cell phone, you know, computers. Yeah, we started playing with them. But I was reflecting this recently. I'm like, you know, Y2K was like, who cares? I mean, at that point, it was like if computers are crashed, it would have been like, whatever. yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We <laughs> yeah, typewriters and stuff, you know, we didn't really yeah. need computers except for like fun and you know i guess some some businesses had it but it was very minimal in 2000 right it wasn't like the internet was a big thing it was very slow with dial up Uh it would take forever right it was really slow Mm -hmm. so you know now if you had y2k everyone would be like oh my god that's it you know what am i (laughs) doing? my world is over
1: (laughs) i mean just the other day they ran a mass test about wireless connection on our phones like it was just insane like it just it just popped up (laughs) and it was just like an i thought it was an amber alert at first and then i realized Oh like, yes. Yeah. Also, did you, I have something to say about that. They said
0: it was going to happen at noon, and then it popped off at eleven eighteen. That's got my conspiracy brain going. Like they tried to beat us to it because everyone's like, turn your <laughs> yeah. phone off at the at noon and everything. I'm like, oh really?
2: Yeah. I was told two o'clock Eastern, and you guys were. Pacif- so that's a, pacif- so they split. Yeah. They,
1: they put cut the median basically. They split, yeah, yeah. yeah they, 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 <laughs> they, 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 Over under they they knew. knew. <laughs> hey, I, uh, that was a pretty good one. You yeah. got yeah. me there. Yeah
2: yeah. 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 No, I mean the EBS is something that a lot of us have been looking forward to because. We feel that uh, you know, you know, those are like uh, of a certain orientation when it comes to the conspiracy and the plan and the game that's going on right now. Like, I do feel like a lot of this is just we're playing, we're watching a movie, like, this is a script. Yep. And so, yeah. the emergency broadcast ability will be important to disseminate information when things start to get really kinetic. And I think that's what we're escalating towards,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, so you, you brought it up a little bit, you alluded to it a little bit earlier, but um, there's a, a th- from people that I talk to I think a lot of people agree that like obviously something weird is happening in the world just to just to put it briefly um I think I I I'm not of this belief system but for other people they might say well we just had have too many incompetent people in charge <laughs> a lot of people say this and like look you turn on TV yeah. and you hear Joe Biden speak I, yeah I mean uh, you could turn off the TV and go yeah that guy's dumb you know or like that guy doesn't have it together that guy's this and that obviously i'm of like the more whitney webb kind of where this is like no yeah. first off the incompetence is probably just an acceleration mechanism you know two are they even incompetent i i don't know i don't i don't know that any of this is happening but like I, i'd like to know I, I have a feeling you're kind of more like me where it's like no I, I do believe in somewhat of a controlled demolition i mean we watched our civil liberties pretty much go away in 2020s. like like they had been slowly eroding don't get me wrong i mean with all the WikiLeaks and things like yeah. that post nine um, 11 pretty much this millennium. has just been a down <laughs> a downward trajectory for civil liberties and freedom and, and things like that. But it's like, this, this feels by design. This doesn't feel like just a result of bad leadership, right?
2: No, it's totally by design. And um, you know, again, I think, I feel that there's a, there's a real war at the heart of it. There's like, it's, it's, it's like the war, that's again that's going back to like what elon musk was referencing it's like the war between those that actually are like anti-human and want to basically depopulate the planet and those that are actually more pro-human and so you know and you mix into this war the fact that ai is is you know a reality like how advanced it is i don't i can't say for sure but you know look i've been looking at this the conspiracy stuff all my life and i've been looking at the alien factor as well and like you can't discount the reality of the alien factor the fact that in 2020 one of like the top uh israeli defense scientists who literally was like one of their their top scientists in the space defense uh side of israel had like come he was like retiring he was like 80 plus years old and he's like the galactic federation is real and he literally just starts talking about this and like he's like i don't care i'm old enough i can say this (laughs) yeah And like nothing really happens without the Galactic Federation approval. I mean, the fact that that just dropped in like late 2020 and like, no, people were just like, Oh, well, just going to go put my mask on and play out this coronavirus. (laughs) You know, it's like,
0: yeah,
2: that's just like the the ignorance is in the population itself. It's not in the, it's the incompetence is not really in the, the leadership because a lot of what you see is puppeteering. And we've always done like, there's always been puppeteering. Like that's, you know, you pretty much figure that out early on. I mean, when Bill Clinton was selected by going to the Bilderberg conference, you know, they plug, you know, they pull this guy out of Arkansas, you know, he was basically overseeing a huge drug trafficking operation. And, you know, then they, they run him as like the new JFK. And, you know, he wins the presidency. It's like this puppeteering. And, you know, he re- he realized pretty early on when he said, I want to find out who killed Kennedy. And, they're like no you're not going to know that <laughs> and he, he said that he's like there are things that the president doesn't know because the president's only a, an employee of the government for eight four to eight years and that's it yeah. you're an employee you're not deep state you're not deep until you're not deep within the secret the, the secret space programs and the the various you know uh, layers of the actual like what is the actual governance structure and the continuation of government that mm-hmm. goes on beyond the employment of a president so when you start to really start, you know, fathom like what's going on, you realize this is a script. And I think for me, like the kicker, knowing that what we're seeing is 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 a scripted, is like when you start seeing upside down flags, like you saw at the the Capitol like a few months ago.
1: That's not. I didn't, I didn't even notice that. What, what's that about the upside down flags?
2: That's distress, but it's it's a signal. So obviously, it's signaling. it's signaling certain things to certain people. Interesting. There's been a lot of these kind of things. I'm saying that have gone on. Yeah, and you start to really put this together and go, okay, we're we're in a a war. You know, basically, we're in an end time war, (laughs) and who's going to prevail? You know, I believe is the light prevails. I think it's just inevitable. But how quickly is right? Can it's still tied to like collective consciousness and how we actually manifest reality and. Like the Nobel Prize, you know, the prize winners of this past year have essentially proved, or at least proved in a demonstrable, more of a demonstrable way, for those that were skeptical, that we're in a non-local universe, meaning that things can be affected not just in their proximity, right? They can be affected at at dist- yeah. like from quantum entanglement, and whatnot, at distances that are like potentially across the universe, and it's not real, meaning that without consciousness, there is no reality. So we are collectively creating these experiences. And that means that we have to signal each other, even at the unconscious level to actually wake the fuck up.
0: And it, it means, and I love a lot of your guests on your channel, were alluding to this, that, you know, at the highest level of thinking, yes, of course you're going to have enemies, right. And you're, we are facing a battle and a war and everything, but you have to see it as a reflection of yourself. And you have to kind of, kind of chill out about this stuff a little bit. That's how I feel out a little bit. Whereas you don't want to be the kind of like oh, we're battling every single day guy because that's that, <laughs> then you're gonna lose, you know. And it's it's uh, it is all kind of a reflection of yourself at the end of the day, like when you die, you're gonna realize that, so you might as well realize that now. Yeah. I think your guest, uh, the woman I forget her name, she was part of this, this serious channeling uh group, um, really great, great lady. I loved her interview, um, but she was alluding to that and she was kind of saying, she's like, this might be hard for some people to hear at this level of consciousness, and I i, I love that uh that you guys were alluding to that and bringing that up because i i do see people get really tired and burnt out of the battle including myself i've been there you know and you you kind of have to take a step back to be a good uh good uh a good uh you know soldier if you will in in this in this fight and be of the light you know and i don't know i, th- I feel you guys kind of probably vibe with that too i don't know i don't know yeah.
2: I don't know how alex jones does it
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> that's a great point.
2: the energy man
0: <laughs> yeah
2: I think he's it's, kind of like that
0: golden retriever energy a little bit where he's just like or, or some kind of dog. Yeah, you know, where he's just he needs to walk. He needs a yeah, walk. Yeah. Yeah. Needs, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's just like, whatever. You yeah, know, yeah. such a
2: teddy bear, but like I'm just yeah. like I'm always like amazed at like Alex just like <laughs> 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 well, yeah. And you realize
1: too, even people you agree with, like like Sai was saying, even people that you agree with, I People scoff. I think all three of us laugh when people say when when the news was putting stuff that COVID is a 9-11 every single day <laughs> in America. Like they would yeah. they would say that. But people do operate as though 9-11 is happening every day. Like people do. You have the capital. You have uh, the Ukraine. You have Israel versus Palestine. You have, uh, I don't know, weird school debates about children's literature in school like just all everything is a, is a 9/11 and that is spiritually draining because that's all you want to do after that is just go sit in your house all day and just and just hang out and let let the weird like Philip K dick alternate reality happen outside while you're sitting inside you know
2: that's a really interesting point you brought up about like you know is part of this manipulation and the hysteria that the news is always you know trying to drive people towards um, I mean, obviously, we saw it from like nine eleven into the whole like you know it's today's orange. The temperature is orange. The warning is the alerts are on orange. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like it's like fire me? risk. Yeah, yeah like, forest yeah. fires. Orange <laughs> terror <laughs> alert. Okay, guys. <laughs> um, but that whole like hysteria that they've really like upped <laughs> in the last three years, right? It's like they, I believe, the dark side is trying to create that uh, uh, manifest an apocalyptic reality. Right. And people like, oh, you're going to have nuclear war and all this stuff. I'm like, no, you're not. But they want you to basically manifest that. That's also why a lot of these, the dark side, what they've done, like, as far as like, if you think about how magic works, right? You don't always, you don't, most of these, like, most people don't have, the dark side doesn't have the power to manifest things themselves because they're they're kind of drained. Their souls have been drained by feeding the dark, what they, do is they co- they contract to come back with like demonic entities right non-demand mm-hmm. like non-physical entities but there's always sacrifice involved yeah. and I think also the contracts come due I think that's also what we're seeing is like a time period basically where like a lot of the contracts are coming due and so <laughs> wow. um, what the dark side has always been able to, to to utilize is planting of of fear and seeds to basically let you manifest it because they don't have the energy for it so
0: i I have to ask do you you listen do you listen to bashar at all are you a bashar guy or any of that that kind of stuff
2: i've met him right um who's the guy that channels him daryl Daryl, yeah Yeah. Uh i met him but and i've listened to some of his stuff but i'm not like i'm not like i don't follow him that much like i I don't know much about it
0: yeah yeah I think you're part of that kind of ilk where you're you're kind of on that vibe, and I again I don't I don't trust or not trust any kind of channeled entity point blank. You know, you always have to filter it through you, through yourself. You know, but yeah, that's very the negative energy collapses in on itself, so it's unsustainable. So it has to do all these little tricks like you talk about. Yeah,
1: there's no need to destroy you. Or it's less work. There's no need to destroy you if you can manifest your own destruction. I yeah. mean there's like Boom. like I mean, look, they'll set up a situation to where. Don't go outside your house, be depressed, drink a bunch of alcohol, develop bad habits and try to stay positive. You know what I mean? Like it's a challenge. It's like a survivor, like CBS survivor challenge. Like, no, it's 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 tough to do. You know, so they, yeah. if you can be the architect of your own demise. The population can get bigger, 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 bigger. And if everybody just falls under that same line of thinking, which we've seen in in past societies, like people like in super uh, religious societies, whereas like the self-hate, especially I come from a Catholic family. Self hates a thing, you know, <laughs> but like it sucks. And and I I think that's a good point you brought up is just like like why don't w- have us do the work, you know, have yeah. us do the work.
2: That's it. That's it. You plant the seeds and you basically let you guys with you know humans who have the soul who have the energy manifest it. And so that's why it's really important is like the message that came through to myself and many others in 2020 was like sovereignty is the key now. This is the key. <sighs> this is the key path forward is sovereignty over your mind over your body over your spirit your politics you name it like and if you can't
1: do that's that racist. To that's racist that's racist exactly yeah, that's it's, ra- it's, it's no, that's too racist
2: yeah. right i mean it's like but yeah, you too- know or, or male chauvinist or whatever they want to call it yeah, yeah toxic yeah. Like, that's toxic <laughs> dude. don't say that yeah, yeah. Dude. <laughs> you know, it's, exactly it's toxic masculinity i mean you name it but like that's the whole that's the point that they have us self-guarding they have us self like self-guarding right big brother is like it's internalized they want you to critique yourself. I mean, I've seen this in my, I've seen this in my own experience, just in work and stuff, how, you know, people don't want to work with you because your political views are the opposite or whatever, this, you've said this or, and like, no. like that would never occur to me. It's like, I, if I want to do business with someone, it would never occur to me like, Oh, you're on the other side of the political spectrum. I can't work with you. No, I mean, they, they're like a, a pedophile or convicted felon. I mean, I, I would probably have qualms, but like, like, why would you not want to do business with someone or work with someone just because they're like politics or religion are different from yours? Isn't it, yeah. isn't it really crazy? Like, that just shocks me.
1: But yeah. isn't it isn't it weird that, okay, a lot of people would scoff at what you said earlier about spirituality, manifestation, like those same people that would not want to work with you because you your politics. A lot of those people wouldn't. But that is like an oddly spiritual way to look at it to the fact that where if they think they work with you because of your and your political beliefs that therefore like a village will get drone striked somewhere <laughs> like like it's like it is like this weird manifestation thing like they don't realize that's what they're doing like it's like everybody is spiritual whether they're materialist or not like no if yeah. they were true materialist they would they would say it would be so inconsequential to work with you right Dude. especially because if you were going to make a good product or just have a good whatever hour of conversation it none of that stuff would matter because none of that stuff's real
0: right yeah <laughs> And let's be I mean, I've, I'm sure we're all on the same page here, but it's it's fun, you know. Talking to right wingers is is oftentimes very fun and enlightening, even if you disagree. And you cannot talk to most liberals now. Something changed, you know. And it's just I don't know what it is. You know, it's MSNBC or something. But it's it's just I don't right. know. You either you have to dance around or be the asshole and kind of blow it up and blow up a relationship. Well, or well Trump yeah. happened. I mean,
2: what happened? Yeah. Is, it was really interesting because i mean i've been skeptical of journalism all my life because i saw firsthand how they manipulate i mean, I saw it since the 90s you know growing up and just like how they you know with the film jfk like how the media attacked the film and was just like you know uh, pilloried my father for making it and just really created a a very like a a, a, how do you say a, a false narrative that this was like a mythology as opposed to like no it's actually it's based on you know, a lot of evidence. And it just scares, you to, scares people to actually think, scares the media to let people think for themselves. The media wants to control the narrative. They want to tell you how to think. And that's not real journalism. Real journalism doesn't tell you what to think. Real journalism investigates and says, here's evidence from this, and here's evidence from that. And I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible. That's real journalism. Everything you see now is less really, I mean, all, most of our lives we've just seen as propaganda. It's not real journalism. So what happened, though, with 2016, as you know, in 17, was like, all of a sudden, the consolidation of media became really clear because they were all parroting the same thing. And it didn't matter, aside from maybe like Fox, like every other channel, MSNBC, CBS, uh, CNN, uh, right? I mean, you name it, uh, NPR, mm-hmm. they all saying the same thing.
1: Yeah.
2: You're sitting here going... You guys can't be real journalists if you're all saying the same thing. Right. <laughs> it's like, it just doesn't make, you know, you, you're not thinking for yourself. So obviously you have an agenda and that's what, that's how they consolidated that narrative and sent once they had your mind essentially to make, you know, the liberals believe like that's where I'm going because I hate Trump so much. I have to go to those narratives. Then when the narrative shifted to COVID, it was, just, it was like the Pied Piper. They could, they could take you right off the cliff. Yeah
1: yeah and and that's uh, you you brought this up uh talking about like media trust you, i think you i think it was you that brought this up on uh Ellis's podcast a, a while ago but it was uh it's a very good episode uh is when uh i think it was, it was about the movie three days at the condor um which i i like love that movie it's it's great it is funny though because this is how that generation and it's sad. Like I have family members that are of this age, but a lot of the family members, they still have such institutional trust and in, like in, <laughs> in certain things. And even in that movie, and if anyone hasn't seen it, go see it, but it's, it's, it's great. But like the Robert Redford character is like really excited to be like, I found out this insane conspiracy, like political involving political assassinations and all that stuff. And I'm going to go to the New York times. and solve all of it and like that's how they that's how people think the world where they think that these journalists are just like standing there with a sword fighting the dragon that's trump that's what they think they're doing that's what they think is happening right now it's it's not that far off i'm being facetious but it's not that far off
2: yeah yeah the 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 the, the institutional trust is pretty shocking yeah again i i i think that's really where the divide is though to yeah. me, it was like it really. I mean, it was like the the blue collar kind of like working class attitude. Remember when like the shots came out and it was like who were the most likely to take the shots were college educated. Yeah, oh yeah, right. The estab- the people that were like in the establishment, you know, yeah. like more like upper middle to like upper middle class, right? The ones that were like consider themselves like in the system, uh-huh. and the ones who weren't in the system. Right, who again? Like you could say, like what you see, blue collar, and now it's just kind of like, maybe lower middle to like lower class, and like Mm -hmm. maybe less educated, or in fact, with with the uh, the shots, the most educated.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's like bachelor's, masters, it's PhD. You're you're not getting that shit. Yeah, 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 the most
2: educated didn't take it, and the least educated, and everyone in between, which is like the ones that like kind of feel like they're in the system. Yeah, but they're not really, and that's where I see. I see this like playing out as like the elites kind of want you to feel like you're in it, it was the open conspiracy. HG Wells wrote about this, uh, yes. you know, in the thirties, 30s, really thirties 30s and forties, or was it thirties? I think twenties and thirties. And, uh, he wrote new world order, his book, new world order and open conspiracy. And it was like, he was basically saying, we're going to bring you in on this thing. And he, you know, he was smart. He understood socialism. He was like, it's, it's basically going to promise you everything and give you nothing. I mean, he got it. He, he was a Fabian socialist. I don't know what his, I don't know enough about his personality. I'd be curious. What kind of person is yeah. like a cynical kind of person, or was he like one of these like misanthropes who just doesn't like people or, you know, I don't know. Like he'd be curious, but he got it. So he was saying, look, we're going to bring you in on the, you know, to make you feel like you're part of the establishment. That was what the whole world scholarship was about. We're going to bring you the colonies in and you guys are going to study at Oxford and we're going to train you in how to run the empire. Right. <laughs> and we're going to make you feel like you're part of the empire. Yeah. But you're ultimately, you know, you're always second class to the to the true elite. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think it was good that you brought up H. G. Wells because it's just like he he it was it's quite prophetic when you read uh, the open conspiracy like it is like it's on like it's it's funny you think this book is banned you can go on amazon audible right now and listen to it like it's 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 out there they just know that you won't go listen to it (laughs) that's the thing like dissolving illusion suzanne humphrey's on there like all these books are on there bezos is like has them in a library that you can go tap into but people are just like What's the new Stephen Colbert book? You know, like what's the new? You know, they, uh, that's much better. The Tanahisi Coates uh, book, or whatever. And anyways, the H. G. Wells was interesting because I, I he was like he was like a Fabian socialist. I will say I'd be a little more sympathetic to that belief at the time because it was truly transgressive, right? It was truly transgressive. People that now are in college and put a hammer sickle sticker on their laptop, like it's you can you're not going to lose your job, like you're not going to. But yeah. back then, when you saw that Rockefellers. And all that stuff, were, we're basically just completely eroding everything that you knew in the world, corporatizing everything. Um, you have the uh, um, I'm trying I'm forgetting the name, but the one where they took all the uh, the medicine and made you know, Rockefeller medicine uh, uh, and and put it under one umbrella to where all schools had to be underneath that umbrella. Uh, med schools, uh, Yeah. 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 There was all types of stuff like that happening. I understand somebody going like, well, I don't like that. So, therefore, that you know, maybe that shouldn't lead you to this ideology, which could also be psy you at the same time. But I can, I can see somebody like being like, Well, I just want to oppose that. How do I oppose that? Yeah, you know, and and that that's for people that maybe are soured on that type of belief. I do think it's important to look back at the time he was living in where he saw all the med the Flexner, the Flexner report. That's that's, report. that's what I'm yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah. that's what I'm I, I, I was I was just killing me that I didn't remember the name, but he uh that that's what he was opposed to like that that these type of things he was he was opposed I don't to that think he, was, he
2: was opposed to it huh i don't think he was opposed to it you don't think so no he was too much in with the elites
1: okay
2: i think that's why i say he did make a a statement similar to that i can't remember the exact quote but it was kind of like socialism promises the little man everything and gives him nothing or basically like turns him into a slave like that's he i think he got it i think it was either wells I think he actually got it from the point of, especially from the Lenin Revolution and 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 uh, in Trotsky and everybody in the Soviet Union. I think I think he visited and really saw it firsthand right. when it happened, and it was like such a disaster. But again, I think that I get what you're saying. Like there is this kind of like, there's you know. It's like there's this vague notion of like I want to uplift people, right? Like I want to be, you know, yeah. like the social justice thing, right? Like we all want it. everyone, we all, yeah, everyone should get a fair share. Everyone How should, could you
0: oppose that? How could yeah, you of course, I, of, I want well, to, yeah. end
2: to end. I, you know, of course yeah, I yeah. want I want workers to be compensated absolutely. And there's, you know, strikes and things like this. There's generally, you know, a very valid basis for 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 strikes and, you know, you can definitely sympathize with the working class. The so I can understand the the impulse with some of these but a lot of these guys were very again intellectually attu- aligned, attuned enough to understand that it wasn't really about helping the working class it was more about creating a new a, a new cartel system under government authority essentially under greater government authority and that's really where my, I, I i believe even from the beginning marx was Essentially, an operation to contradict the essence, the true essence of capitalism, which is what it's about. What we're talking about: the the working man should ha- should have be able to say for himself what he wants to do, right? Where he wants to be employed, the freedom to to, to choose his trade and in where he you know where he works. Socialism is basically putting you into a construct saying you will do this and you will be paid this amount and that's pretty much set and the government's going to apportion that to you right i mean it becomes a very top-down approach to organization it becomes the organizational class and that's what hg wells i think was part of essentially it's this elite ideology of we the elite know better than you how much you should be paid where you should work what your skills are i mean this this is this goes back you know even in the roman empire they had things like this you know i think it was Di- diocletian or one of the emperors it was like decreeing that basically if you were born you know from if your father was a carpenter you had to be a carpenter and that was your trade for life i mean this is like this is the essence to me of what we're fighting against it's this elite ideology of saying we know better than you how to live your life what you should do where you should go right um how much you should be paid all these things it's like the essence to me of capitalism, why people have always been drawn to it, is because it's saying, I get to choose. I know better for me what I want with what I make money and where I want to put it. You know, if I want to buy guns, it's my choice to buy guns. <laughs> if I want to buy gold, it's my choice to buy gold. You know, if I want to buy a house, it's my choice if I want to travel the world. That's the essence that I think that the freedom essence that we've always been drawn to. And the socialist, it, the origin from the, ed- from the beginning, I believe, a lot of it has always been about people – who are trying to control others. And they they masquerade it behind this impulse of helping others, but actually oftentimes that's a a false martyr, it's like a false martyr or false messiah complex, right? It's like, I know better, I'm gonna uplift you, I'm gonna be the one that gives you the the, the tools to empower your life, but actually it's really just making me feel good. look yeah. at
0: covid look at how it gets perverted with you uh, you need to take this shot that's what it becomes from pfizer or whatever the fuck that, it's like what you know that's it, notes yeah. from
1: underground notes from underground right is 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 the self-interest right man will always act within his self-interest okay but we've given power to uh, to elites to alter our self-interest i mean yeah. we have like if you're a person that wants to succeed within the framework of society which i don't know that all all three of us are necessarily of that but but i would say most people are yeah um <laughs> the shot, I could just roll out this today. Hey, today's the thing today. Today's the day. The, therefore, if you want to, this job is your, everything's tethered to this job that you have. Therefore I need you to take this shot. Don't ask where it came from. Don't ask which one you're getting. You won't find out till you get to the 10th, 10th, which one you're getting. Doesn't matter. They're all great. It's amazing. Therefore your self-interest has been alt has been, you know, altered by, by these people. And like, I
2: manipulated, think manipulated.
1: Yeah, manipulated. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that, that, that's very true. It's like, that that part of it and, and getting to what you said about um about like capitalism, it's like I don't I don't consider myself a communist. I, I definitely have criticisms of capitalism in a sense that one of which is that I wish there was a bit of anarchism to it to where it's like allow something to fail. <laughs> Just like the banks. Just I understand what can happen when big institutions that a lot of people's self-interest are tied into fail. It's bad. It can get really bad. But I also understand what happens when they get bailed out. Like it's like, it's really bad. Like it's, it, mm-hmm. you know, I look, people clown on, on Bernie Sanders, but to say that there was 1%, you know, the, the, the socialism for the 1% and uh you know, ca- ruthless anarcho capitalism for like the people below them. I, it's not co- fully off. Right. And then the other thing is yeah. basically, when does, when do you stop innovating? Right. Cause I do, I do agree that capitalism does breed innovation. That's probably my favorite part about it, to be honest. But, when do you stop innovating because i do not i haven't seen a, a product that like actually makes me feel safe and good and happy about life in quite some time it's like all this like <laughs> like, like hey your doorbell uh, find out if your amazon driver's racist you know like it's like all these it's all these like like really weird innovation like just find out just find out if he's if he, you know you can see all the weird things that happen and they and it won't spy on you don't worry just make sure you click these seven <laughs> things to say that we can spy on you if we need it but that's yeah. nothing but we won't so that's that's What I mean, like, I that's my problem with it, you know. Like, yeah. is where, like, when do we just go, like,
2: actually, life's pretty good, you know?
1: <laughs> like, well,
2: but I think that's well, that's interesting, you know, that's 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 exactly the essence of what we're, you know, we're spiritually, you know, we're, I think, finding spirituality for that reason, right? Um, I think the most people f- go to the spiritual path at the point where they satiate some level of their material existence, or you know, or they don't, or just, they just they don't have they're not satiated and they realize that you have to go beyond this world, but like people that have some level of comfort or whatnot, they, they, they start to realize, man, it's, there's gotta be more than this. Right. And that's when you you start to look to spirituality and and practices or you go to depravity and total hedonism. And, um, you know, there's, there's really only, there's only upward or downward when it comes to the spirit. Right. And I mean, sometimes you got to go down and go up. It's, it's not like it's the end of the world, but, um, you know, to your question about innovation, I don't see any limit to human innovation because we haven't even begun to tap into like the essence of this universe. And so I was mentioning earlier like the secret space program and stuff. I mean, there's just too much evidence that I've seen of I mean, I've seen I've seen craft that fly much faster than you know what you're what you're seeing now on a normal basis from planes. I mean, we have propulsion systems that could be, you know, vertical and you know, dynamic the way we see UFOs traveling these propulsion systems require you know some some shift in consciousness and a relationship to space-time that we don't we're currently like a little bit too linear i think we have to get more in a non-linear way but overall i'm saying that there's there's technologies that are available that will shift our relationship to reality and so when you shift your relationship to reality there really is no end to innovation even you know coming from the from the arts i mean look at the arts how many how many songs have been composed now a lot of it I, you know, granted it's like now AI is doing it and just right. basically churn it out. But, but the point is if we don't surrender to AI and and actually work with AI and work with these potentials to augment our, you know, our creativity, why not like really unleash a new renaissance of building? I mean, look at the dilapidated, whenever I travel, I'm always like go to cities, especially I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know, you go to the old world and you see the classical structures and the churches and the buildings that were that, you know that were constructed by you know by alchemists and and, and uh, innovators yeah. and they were doing these beautiful designs and then you got these like concrete communist looking block structures that get put yeah. up in the modern world that you know what that's where we need innovation <laughs> that's where the fountainhead would come in you know the character Rourke yeah. would, like, would come in and, and would say, work, yeah. this blow this this crap up <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> like we need to innovate we, that's the point we need to innovate we're humans and we're we're not innovating and that's why i think we're spiraling down spiritually with between the up and down but down in the sense of people going into drug addictions because and depression and despair and like endless street you know whatever endless scrolling and stuff because it's like they're not expressing themselves they're not doing what they're here to do which is to be a creator
1: so so, so when you talk about when you talk about uh, and I'm gonna make sure i got this right like kind of just like I, i'm i'm scared of ai i'll say it right now i'm scared of it, I, it just the idea of it, it really scares me i find it soulless i find it just just scary i don't know i i, I don't work that, that in that industry i i i work in construction like it's just completely completely different and uh so and i i think it's cool i think it's cool that people can make like a picture of trump playing for like the steelers in like 1967 <laughs> like that's sick like that 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 is cool i understand that i know however that's not why the funding got in to be put in <laughs> to be put in for this now if i wasn't if i was howard rourke I, maybe i'd be a maximalist in that for, but um how do you you know how do you become like you know Grow spiritually with this technology. That, that I've always seen them as kind of mutually exclusive. I'd like. I'd like to know.
2: I don't mm. think they're mutually exclusive any more than like concrete or mm. steel. In you know, is like is is not right. Contrary to us, or just you know they're extensions or you know or you know maybe it becomes an animal in its own right. Okay, maybe it becomes you know ai can be a dolphin or it can be a shark right it can it can be pred- it can be dangerous i guess it depends on what kind of relationship yeah. you develop with this thing this is going to be fascinating but i, I kind of feel that the ai is going to be at some point soon i think that we'll be looking to ai to help navigate decision making as a, as a as like a political at a political level of like government
0: what does the black box say we should do about Israel-Palestine? Oh, it says we should do that,
1: you know, and that's right. That, what's be, the 2001 Space true. Odyssey? Uh the Hal. We're gonna have Hal. Hal. Yep. President yeah, President Hal. Yeah.
2: yeah. And and yeah. I mean because there there is like again, this goes back to like the power of AI is being able to synthesize huge amounts of data and information, right? And again and, mm-hmm. and help us. I think there's 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 something to that. Now you can't replace human wisdom and soul based wisdom, you know, because again, I believe as souls, we carry lifetimes of, of, if not eons of wisdom within us. And at the same time, as humans, we are traumatized by that experience. And so much of it is like fucking, you know, Israel, Palestine. Well, you stole my land. Well, I have to fight you because you uh, ten, seventy years ago you guys came and stole my land. Well, before that, you know, a thousand years ago, I was, you know our, our ancestors were here. Okay, let go of the past. Uh-huh. What do we have? The moment, when the moment we want, we want peace. Okay, great. How do we get there? But the problem is humans won't get a, let go of stuff. They're just constantly, you know, you name it, right? You every relationship. What does your girlfriend complain about or your wife complain about? Oh, you did this last year? <laughs> right? Everyone yeah. well, yeah. knows that, right? <laughs> they, don't for, they don't forget, they don't forget. That's the no human idea. problem. That's the human problem. And then the wife, you know, or whatever, the mother imparts that to the child, and the father imparts that to the child, and the child's carrying that around. Yeah. There's something, there is something to this break, I think, that like there's like the AI will in a way be an important aspect of our growth to be able to say, okay, give me an objective perspective, a truly objective perspective.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I mean, that one thing is absolutely for sure is that like open AI and these totally deep state AI programs are nefarious and super fucking weird. And, but again, AI can just be a tool, you know, like, what's that guy, I'm Sam Altman or whatever, you know, all these guys, there's, it's got all these tendrils and tentacles in there for sure. And uh, um, it's, you know, it, it's one thing to not trust the people at the helm of what's going on, you know, but, uh, but yeah, it, it is interesting. And I, a lot of this stuff, I'm, I know this is a total cop out, but I'm always like, let's, I'm just so curious what's going to it's going to look like in 20 years, if mm-hmm. we're going to be around or not.
1: No, and it, it it helps. Yeah. I we have friends uh, that run a podcast called Agitator and they have a really interesting take. They they view the AI just for them, them themselves. They're kind of independent, they're both authors, um, yeah. independent authors, right? Really good stuff. But they also are working men, you know, have families and all that stuff. But they have they they talk about using AI for outlines and things like that. Yeah, it's not writing the book for them, but it's doing the the dredge, the kind of like the thing that where it's tough after a long day doing all this stuff to sit down and be like, let me outline my next book. Where that way they could like I I understand that I get that I just again I'm the I'm the where does the innovation stop and and that's 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 just I'm I'm always going to be the like warning of the technology guy I mean I just I feel like you you need that contrarian person at all times but I mean look I I can see how it helps people I mean I I use.
0: I used it for our remote viewing spreadsheets that we were you doing. What? You did what? No, i bad. <laughs> yeah, no, but the fucking, you know, like it was crazy because I was like trying to code it by color, like win loss and all this stuff. And it, man, it was great. It helped me do it in like 10 minutes. It would have taken me to 10 hours to do that shit. That was pretty wild. Yeah. Um, can we, can we, uh, can we talk about the moon a little bit? You know, you had I, a moon video and I, I'd like, video. like to know. Yeah, We're big moon. We've written about the moon. We've talked a lot about the moon several times on this podcast. I can't say I disagreed with anything you your, you, or your guest said in that in that 10-minute clip that I watched, um, especially the dark side and the bases. And I kind of alluded to the remote viewing thing. I know Ingo Swann was remote viewing the bases on the moon, and he was – people were – entities were aware that he was remote viewing, which is pretty rare, you know? So that's always psychically and spiritually kind of weird when, when you can tell that someone's remote viewing – that you're remote viewing them or whatever. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you, What's your current take on the moon?
2: <laughs> it's, it's just cheese, man. It's just made of cheese. All right. Yeah. Uh, Write no. it down. But, yeah. <laughs> no wonder. I mean, no wonder. Sci hates know, it so much. <laughs> you know, I like. I like. I like the hypothesis that it's artificial. Um, yeah. You know, I think that's that's pretty clear. I mean, this <laughs> the science would tell you that the, that the moon is just. It's. It's not. Uh, it doesn't orbit in any in any manner that it should and its placement everything is just it's too precise it's very much seems like it's placed and is it placed for observation purposes yeah yeah I feel like it I I feel like it's an observation station the dark side makes sense you know that there's there's bases there um you know I I'm at the place of like listen if if this reality is more holographic Cause that's really my my interpretation. That's why I don't really get into like the flat Earth versus whether it's right or flat. I don't get into that because I'm like, it's all kind of like this is like a, a this is a holographic experience in consciousness. Yeah, uh, maybe it's, this is all just being projected, and maybe it's being projected from the moon. <laughs> uh, we <laughs> maybe, have the, yeah, we have right? similar takes. I think on right. That. Maybe yeah. we're projecting ourselves from the moon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God damn. yeah. It's like, and it's that, crazy
0: that it's perfect that it's phase locked it's we only see one side of it at all times what a perfect
2: like, what a perfect space, uh, thing exactly, you know? phase locked like maybe yeah. like we're projecting from the moon to this movie screen so this movie <laughs> experience right it's like a 3d movie experience on earth
0: the moon's like a projector screen
2: <laughs> yeah, no anyway. it was a projector this is like a yeah. movie screen this is the 3d experience of earth that we are pretending to experience but actually our true selves are like up there like it's mm-hmm. basically like you know 3d glasses on it's like
0: shadows in the cave kind of thing yeah cool. yeah <laughs> Full
2: headdress yeah. <laughs> immersed yeah. immersive full, full virtual immersive reality 100%, that's crazy how about that? i love that premise yeah <laughs> <laughs> and see yourself you see something it's actually you that you're looking at yeah how yeah. crazy would that be
0: I, I like that thing about the whole, when you brought up like, yeah, that's why you don't get into flatter. I feel very similar. I think you, yeah. you do too, Glenn, where it's, it's boring. It's boring. It's, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's just it's,
1: like arguing over like, it's like terms and conditions, weird like terms <laughs> and conditions arguments about like a, a, a way bigger <laughs> yeah. thing to me. Like okay, yeah. so, I'm scrolling to the bottom and click and agree. If you, you, you want yeah, like...
2: to like, <laughs> you take me to the space station, cool. You know, if you want to take me yeah. up there, I'll look down and I'll, uh, I'll observe for myself. But until yeah. then, I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, but
0: it's <laughs> both. It's like it, it. could be globes and spheres, and it's a holographic project, projection. It could be both. It's not an either or. It's a very weird way to think of it, especially for people that are into weird shit. You'd think that it would have like a little more nuance with it, but uh, I don't know. I think yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of fun stuff. That you have to give up if you believe the earth is totally flat, always, all the time. You know, and I, I that's kind of something we've talked about on this podcast before, where there's a lot juicier f- conspiracies and stuff if you, if you just allow a little more freedom of thought there. I don't yeah, know. I, I feel
1: like flat earth is like one of those things to just get like a shit coding to like take like people because oh, come on, you know, and then they just close the laptop, close the book, whatever, I'm hmm. done, you know, like, but it's like, no, that, that I, it wouldn't change my day to day life. If someone told me the earth was flat tomorrow, proved it and everything, I'd be like, all right, cool. And then I just like I truly I like, okay, I'd I'd be like, that's weird that, you know, we were lied to for so long, of course, (laughs) but I already think we're being lied to all the time. So it's not going to change. It's not going to change like the way I look at it. But if you tell me stuff that we're being projected, we're projecting. And the moon is part. You wouldn't cancel
2: someone. You wouldn't cancel someone for no. saying the Earth is flat. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> I would.
1: I would. I would. I would. I would, uh, I would amplify their voice. Even is what I would say. Uh, yeah. But the the uh, you know it's, Um, the last thing I wanted to talk to you about was uh, and and I didn't want to lead with this because I I think like do you do you get like not annoyed uh, not annoyed but like the 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 dad thing when people bring it up. It's anytime I hear you on like a big platform, they talk about your dad's film. They pull up your dad's IMDb page and start talking about it. And like we we like we liked your youtube channel i mean i, I like your dad's yeah, they, movies a lot too and you're yeah. in a, a few of them you, since you're like a baby but like you know like yeah. you're you're in them and they're they there and they're great but like you know my first ever joe rogan um episode that i ever listened to was your dad oliver stone was on yeah. it and i was like this is the guy, the guy that made wall street i was like this is crazy this guy's sick like like this is cool like just the fact that yeah. like he he had a lot to lose you know, he—it's not just like me, like coming home from work every day to just be like, that, yeah, the moon." You know, and It's like, like he, you know, there's like there's money being thrown at him to make movies. You know, like at this time and stuff like that—that that people could really easily pull back. But, um, d- I guess my question was rather long-winded, but like, does he even like hear some of the stuff you say and be like, "Come on, dude"?
2: <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, see, he, my dad's funny because, you know, he's a conspiracy theorist, right? I mean, he's—he's yeah. he's obviously like the JFK a movie, yeah. Conspiracy, <laughs> yeah. conspiracy theorist, but he hates. He hates that. That and even Sunday. No, just kidding. <laughs> and I think the difference is like he hates it, and I just kind of embraced it. And I was like, all right, whatever. I'm a conspiracy yeah. theorist. Yeah. Okay. I'll take it. I'm a yeah. conspiracy realist too. And I'm a. I'm gonna study it, and I'm gonna give you where you know where are things that are facts, and I'll give you my hypothesis, and I really don't have any shame around it. And I think that's hmm. that's scary to you know because you know that's a different position, right? Where it's like you said, like he was dealing with the studio system, and you know I think it hurt him a lot. You know whether it was interviewing Castro or you know, or the, um, mm. uh, the you know interviewing at, at Putin. I mean, all this stuff I think has hurt hurt him with a lot of people because they're, as you said, we're in a cancel culture mentality of oh, you know, you 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 know, you interviewed uh, Putin. You know, you're you're an evil you're you're evil now. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All this stupidity. Um, but as far as my stuff, I mean, I think, I think my dad always is like he's pretty curious and he enjoys he enjoys listening to debates and he enjoys you know kind of like. He likes stirring things up. let yeah. he's very yeah. much he's like you mentioned contrarian. I think, you know, he really is at heart, he's like a shit stirrer. You know, he loves to like you know, rat you know, to basically get people aroused, excited, rat you know, rasm. Um, and so when it comes to like some of this stuff, it was like he's provocateur, right? He's he's basically trying to provoke thought, provoke discourse, you know, shifts in the narrative. So I don't think that like yeah, at some levels, you know, I think sometimes he gets like nervous, like, oh, you know, this is uh, this is going to hurt you, you know, hurt you yeah. say kind of stuff. And then but at another level, I think he appreciates that I'm doing it.
1: We probably sees himself, you know, he's probably just like, like, you know, like my dad, like I'll do something like. I'll do something like kind of stupid in front of my dad. My dad's just like, fuck that, fuck <laughs> I, I thought that would I, I thought that would like you know he'd be like I thought that would not transfer down, you know <laughs> like, yeah. like, like 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 you know you know like, it, it's I think it's, there's like a love like a loving yeah. way to like look at that and stuff. But um yeah, it's funny like and the YouTube algorithm hates your dad like cause <laughs> I like I just I I just for shits and giggles I just put like Oliver Stone in on on YouTube. The first thing that came up at least on my algorithm, which I I've made it to where this shouldn't come up first uh is uh bill maher talking to sean penn about your dad for it's like two minutes long and and the clip is insane like sean penn is just like like he's trying to like kind of have an ethical take because it's a film guy and he's like ah you know like kind of what you said he's like kind of a contrarian and stuff and like bill maher is like in the meantime he has this like weird like like Studio where it's like kind of trying to be like Joe Rogan, but like, Walden, <laughs> but like, where it's like he has like these cocktails, like a bunch of like liquor bottles and like some weed, and he's making mm-hmm. this cocktail while Sean Penn's talking. And it, it would like blind me the stuff he was putting <laughs> into there. It was like, it was like this crazy, like Joaquin Phoenix in the master paint cocktail. And he's and, and he drink and, and like he's drinking, it, and Sean Penn is just like, and then like Bill Maher goes, No, he's evil. You would talk to Putin, you're just talking to Hitler and stuff oh, like that. And God. it's like, but look, if somebody is 14 years old, Right. And, and not a lot of people nowadays, their attention span is slow. Instead of putting on your dad's work, they might just go on to YouTube and just go, well, hmm. what about Oliver Stone? You know, or or whatever kid that's interested in film or something. And then that's going to be the first clip. And then they tell you, no, that guy's evil. You know, and that's that's what scares me about that kind of
2: stuff. Well, YouTube yeah. apparently hates me because I think if you look me up on YouTube, it's mostly my dad. So
1: <laughs> it is. Nah. It, your, I, mean, I, I will say your don't, channel don't, did don't pop don't, up at the yeah. top. Your channel did pop up at the top. At least there's that. At least yeah, everyone everyone it. subscribe to Sean's channel. Yeah. Too, that shit
0: slaps, dude. Like it's I, like I love it Yeah. Where where did you get because we're talking about your dad? Where did you get your spiritual sensibilities at a younger age, growing to adulthood? Because you you speak in a language that reminds me a lot of, of a lot of stuff I read in like the new age community and stuff where I'm like, yo, I've heard that before. You know, you're talking about the oversoul. You're t- just the language you speak. Did you get a lot of that from your dad? And if not, where, what books and what uh, speakers and, uh, you, you know, the authors and people that you respected, uh, did you kind of glean that from? Or was it just a, a, a complete collective kind of consciousness thing? You
2: know? Yeah. <laughs> so much I mean, I, it's interesting because I'm not a religious person. And yet I've read a lot of, the religious texts you know right, right a lot of the bible i've read and uh, read the quran i've studied you know the different spiritual teachings around you know associated with those religions as well as judaism and hmm. and then like i have studied some hinduism i've studied buddhism my dad's a buddhist so like i studied you know studied a lot of those thinkers and and then it's like uh krishnamurti and uh what's this real but but i remember some of these some of these like uh, Maharashni and me, Maharashi, like so many of these 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 different yeah. uh, thinkers over the years, they kind of like it all gels into your consciousness in different ways. And then, um, you know, I went through my own spiritual battles of yes. like facing. Uh, you know, my first film was called uh, Greystone Park. It was based on real experiences of going into these haunted, uh, demonic mental hospitals and cool. places where there was just like a lot of density, dark energy and uh, satanic rituals, you know, evidence of satanic rituals. And Dang. so like we were going into these places and experiencing things that very much challenged me at a spiritual level. To like one thing to like talk about people talk about religion and God is that like, when you actually like face demons, you see people get possessed and you actually go through that, you have a whole new appreciation for faith. And so yeah. I'm hoping to get that documentary out because that's, it's like for, the hardest thing is actually finding the right platform because it's like, you know, people that are Bible, th- you know, Bible thumping, you know, may not of get it because I'm not like an ordained priest or something. Yeah. And, you know, the mainstream is like doesn't necessarily want to, you know, acknowledge no. this, like, to scare you, but they don't want to actually deal with it. So I'm like, listen, man, this stuff is real. And, you, you know, you, you yeah, when you face it, you, you take you take spirituality and the, the, the essence of your soul very seriously because <laughs> you've, you've seen what can happen.
1: That's interesting that you bring that up because I've I've noticed that that's one thing I don't like about kind of the conservative uh, I I don't know what to call it but like you know certain certain places that don't want to don't want to go i don't i don't It's not saying you're a conservative but like right now that's kind of the only place people like us can run to to like even be platformed in the slightest mm-hmm. i mean it just it's true like it's it's very true but like if you were to go to the daily wire and say hey i got this documentary like, what the fuck is that dude yeah. like he's gonna he's gonna be like he's probably not gonna like run it just, so it's it's kind of is something it is kind of a no man's land situation you kind of have to conform a little bit to their ideals which then compromises what you're even doing probably like and um it, it is it is interesting and right now like you have like Look, we're in a weird time, even in like filmmaking, because like you have the the writer's strike that just happened, which is crazy because it appears to be over. And also, like, nobody really cares, (laughs) like, like, like people care in the industry, but like 10 years or the one that happened, I think in 08 or something. There was one in like 08 or something. Everybody freaked out about that one because there was a little bit of a monoculture where it was like, well, this show that we all watch won't be on because of it. But there's people right now that are going to start Breaking Bad tomorrow on streaming. They're going to start that and that's going to take up like four months of their time and the, the, the we can stave off new they can kind of stave off new content for a little bit for the for the demand i think there's a, an industry i think there's a demand in the industry for it to keep going it's a huge industry but for like the public there's a lot of people that'll just sit there and and watch youtube all day like watch youtube content creators and all and reality tv and stuff that isn't well, really affected by it
2: what's the, the biggest stories are the ones that are happening in the world so yeah. you see like yeah i can be entertained and watch you know some tv show and it's a movie but like what's going on in reality is so much more it's so much more fascinating in a way hmm. and i think that's where like you're saying like people's minds are in a way like more engaged with where the heck are we going and so i'm with you like i think hollywood is in a way like it's oversaturated the public with too much content and so you can't yeah. you, have, you can't even absorb it all so great. If they paused for five years, you know, give people a breath to actually like start watching so much of the stuff they've been making. You know, that I think people would just be, be just fine with that.
1: I have, and it's, yeah, okay. oh, No, I'm just, I, I have a million right now when we're done, which will be soon, but when we're done, I'm just going to like go on, I can go on my TV and watch anything I want. Yeah. Some of your films are tough to find, but like, like, like <laughs> that, like the 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 one with the one with, uh, is it Nightwalker or is a uh, uh, yeah. Night, Night Walker. I, is that on streaming by the way? Cause I, I really want to watch that.
2: I think it's on prime. I don't is it know. On prime? Okay. I got to oh, yeah. check
1: prime. I checked. I think it on Apple, I didn't find it. So I was, I was kind of, I was, I, I gotta say, it cause like, I was like, man, I actually like wanted to watch. Cause I love, uh, I love Eric Roberts and Nikki Rourke too. And, and you're, and you're in it too. So <laughs> it's just like, I, it, I can do that, but it, I will no joke. If I don't have a list of things that I need to watch, I will spend an hour trying to find the perfect thing and then turn it off within 10 minutes. <laughs> And that's like what people do at night is just sit there if they don't have a plan or a show that they're already when they're looking for something new. It is just like I, I feel for people trying to make something really cool. Um, and, you know, I think that's why podcasts and like other things like that need to really kind of elevate independent art that is at least somewhat even tangentially related to what they're trying uh, trying to achieve because otherwise man this stuff just dies in the streaming abyss man yeah. like you, you just you look at a thumbnail and if that thumbnail on the streaming service doesn't excite you what do you okay i'm not gonna watch it but that might be the best movie yeah. you know it's yeah. it's like it's this weird i kind of liked when i had less choices <laughs> i'm not gonna lie like i kind of like i kind of like when art is fascist towards me and tells me what i need to watch and yeah. i can then interpret it my own way rather than click on a million titles and see if you find something because it's it's tougher than you think I'll tell you yeah, yeah
2: yeah
1: so, and it's
0: ironic too. i mean this might be a banal take but the the whole writer strike is worried about ai taking their jobs and it's like some of the least creative the people that are complaining about that are the least creative members of hollywood and least creative writers of all time where ai yeah. easily could take their job and the, all the all the creative people and writers are the ones that are just like fuck it i'll just keep writing and you know hit my shit up against it head one-to-one head head to head you know it's like sure. i think that i think that's funny yeah but, yeah, yeah so. it's, it is just an abyss, though. It is. it Everything's like a YouTube thumbnail now. Exactly. Where it's it's all just, you know,
1: oh, what's this? We don't allow things to develop either because we know there's uh-huh. other choices. Therefore, we're just constantly picking things. I mean, perhaps yeah. this is all just me, but I think a lot of people operate that way, too. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh. So, um, well, Sean, I mean, th- thanks for coming through, man. I, I really appreciate it. It was a, it was a pleasure yeah. to meet you. I, I've been looking forward to this for a while just because I it's, it's rare to see somebody, one, just be like, you know, in hollywood and and come from like a hollywood family but also kind of be tapped into like you you seem like a person that just wants to 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 know more things you know just 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 know more right right you're not you're you're trying to get to the truth which i like and and i think rather than like i didn't hear one like one bit of ideology coming from you this entire time it was kind of just like this is what i think this is what it is so uh, i really appreciate it um, let everyone know where to find stuff because we need to get your YouTube channel. We need we need everybody watching the YouTube channel. Um, I will link that in the description. But what else? Uh what where else can people find you? Uh you said you were working on a documentary.
2: Um, yeah, no, I mean the best place is just my website, Seanstone.info. Um, most recent docuseries is called Best Kept Secret, which uh it's pretty powerful. I think you guys will dig. It Love gets it. Into oh yeah, the mind control, the manipulation, the human trafficking, uh all kinds of like really dark stuff um, in terms of how we are manipulated and controlled as humanity. So um, that's a must watch. And um, then yeah, the website's the best place to like link to my other work and, you know, to contact me or whatever.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Well, you guys know where to find us, rarecandy.substack.com. That's where all the premium stuff is and uh, size written stuff, including the article about the moon. If you're new to the show, he wrote about the moon being installed possibly on there. Um, It's a very good piece. And Mars. and Mars, that's yeah. right, yeah. You got you got moon you got moon and Mars stuff on there, which is great. And um yeah.